Hi, this is Kristen Cabrera, reporter-producer from the Texas Standard. One of the coolest things about working on the show is getting to tell stories from my community, like this one I did on high school UAL Mariachi. But you know, this is Texas. You'd be hard-pressed to go a week without hearing. Dun-dun! Listen anytime to the Texas Standard, wherever you get your podcasts. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello, and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that formed and transformed them. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and this week we're going to hear a rerun of an interview we did with singer and rapper Lizzo. But before we get started, I want to let you know about something cool we're doing here at This Song. We are going to put together an episode of Listener Stories. So we want to hear from you. Do you have a story of a song that changed your life? If you do, record yourself on a voice memo, and send it to us at thissong at kutx.org. Your story might make it onto that episode. Now to Lizzo. Now this is a rerun, which I feel like we all need right now because this summer has been really hot and really tough. And Lizzo, her music, like herself, well, I think she can help get us all through. This interview was recorded a couple of years ago backstage at Austin City Limits Music Festival. Lizzo sat down with our assistant program director, Jackie Fuller, to talk about a song and an artist that continues to inspire her. There were two albums that were really crucial to my development as an artist and as a musician. Uh, one was obviously the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Just to hear how effortlessly and how um, so skillfully she could rap and sing. And I thought I always, that was like my goal. I was like, hashtag goals. I want to rap and sing as good as Lauryn Hill. You know, we all have mountains to climb because I'm definitely not there yet. But to Zion is one of the greatest love songs ever written. She wrote it to her unborn son. Um, she, she like progresses into three octaves throughout the song. The first verse is very low. Sure what the balance held. I touched my belly overwhelmed by what I had been chosen to perform. And then the chorus, she takes it up. And then in the end, she hits this like whistle tone. I'm like, oh God, it's incredible how she kind of escalates her love. And, you know, I think it's really important to know that one of the greatest love songs ever written wasn't just about romantic love. It was about like ultimate love, which is creation from a, a mother to her son, which is really special. Another album. OK Computer by Radiohead okay. came to me when I needed it in the height of my musical confusion and discombobulation. There's a song called Subterranean Homesick Alien that is literally my favorite song. The breath of the morning, I keep forgetting the smell of the warm summer air. It's 
to this day, I played it for my friend the other night. I was like, this is my favorite song and you will respect it. And I put it on and there's just something about the chord progressions where Radiohead is really good at creating like this, um, I don't know how to describe, I'm not gonna use like nerdy musical terms. I'm gonna describe it in the way that most people like to talk about music, but it always sounds like Arabian Nights or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? We all know that it's like a harmonic, they go to like a harmonic minor, but it's like. And it's so beautiful. Um, first of all, musically, but then lyrically, he's talking about all of the things. I was super into space and when I was younger, I wanted to be an astronomer and I was like super into the stars. My first word was star and Saturn's my favorite planet. And we were like, I was like gonna do that if it wasn't for this writing and music thing. And um, he talks about aliens in the song, but it's a metaphor um, on how humans should be perceiving humans. It's like, we're so far advanced and yet we have like so far to go. It's like these people, they watch their feet for cracks in the pavement. You watch your feet for cracks in the past. It's just like, why are we walking with our heads down, you know? Um, Tom York is such a beautiful writer, such a beautiful lyricist. It's hard to understand him, <laughs> but when you do understand what he's saying, it's so profound. And um, the lyrics in that song really spoke to me when I was younger. And it's literally my favorite song of all time. I grew up in, in Detroit or when I was young. I was born in Detroit and we couldn't listen to secular music. I only listened to gospel. Okay. So I grew up with a lot of whinings. I listened to the whinings, BB and CC. I listen to the Clark Sisters. You brought the sunshine, you brought the sunshine So you sort of found hip hop on your own or? Yeah, I had to find hip hop when I moved to Texas. When I moved to Houston, I was able to discover hip hop, obviously by going to school. I remember this one dude on my bus was like, he did a Jay-Z line from Big Pimpin'. Ah, let's rock, ah, ah, yeah. ah, ah, ah. ah. And I was on the bus and I was like, wait, what's that? Check out now. Finding hip hop was a big deal to me because I loved to freestyle and I loved to write poetry. But then um, I'm, a, I'm a classically trained flautist. I played flute from the eight, like from fifth grade all the way up to college. I went to the University of Houston and for flute performance. So I am a huge music nerd. Like I listen to a lot of like uh, Rosh Russian romance composers. Um, my favorite song, my favorite piece is written by this guy named Kalinikov who only did like a few pieces in his short life.
listen to a lot of James Galway, the man with the golden flute. And I was just, I'm, it was all over the place. And then uh, somewhere in middle school or high school, I discovered Incubus. Okay. <laughs> and Stellar was just like the sweetest thing. I like songs about space. You do like songs about space. But he goes like, meet me in outer, outer space. We could spend a And from there, I kind of fell into all of the things my sister liked, Bjork. And if you complain once more, you meet them, I'm you. And Radiohead, and um, my brother loved the Mars Volta and at the drive-in, and so I fell into that too. And then um, I joined a rock band. <laughs> I was lost in the sauce of indie rock for about three years of my life, and then I moved to Minneapolis. And all of the styles that I had grown up on, from gospel to classical music to hip-hop to indie rock, um, Minneapolis found, like allowed me to combine all of those into yeah. who I am now. And Because um, they marry weirdness well, yeah. as you can tell. Prince is, so, was, is such a weird mute artist. <laughs> But like he found a way to blend all of his influences into the Prince sound. Uh -huh. And I think that Minneapolis is really good at that. Yeah. You know, you purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka <laughs> and somewhere all of your weirdness becomes you. Yeah. And as a scene, as a music scene, it feels, it felt to me when I was living there very conducive to just to play. Like you could just hook up with somebody else and try a different genre on and just do whatever you wanted to do. You weren't. You weren't pigeonholed. That was the cool. That is the cool thing about Minneapolis. There are no factions there. Yeah. Like if you like, if you think about it, like Building Better Bombs, which was like a hardcore band, and evolved into POS. Which evolved into marijuana death squads. Yeah. Evolved into Rhinelson and Gangs, which is like R and B. Yeah. Like everything kind of goes everywhere there, and everyone wants to try everything. Nobody's like, well, I'm in a rock band, so I could never work with a rapper right. you know but minneapolis is home of the collaborations for me like everyone there is super collaborative yeah. and i think it's because it gets so cold you can't <laughs> like what, what are, are you gonna, gonna do? do you know it's like well i guess i'll i guess i'll try to make a beat tonight and you know or i guess i'll join a punk band i guess like rapping isn't doing too well let me just join a punk band real quick and what do you want to do next what's uh, something that you've wanted to try that you haven't yet 
I definitely am singing more, which is something yeah. like I was a rapper first and learning how to sing has been the journey of my life, of my careers. I've been in a rock band. I've been in girl groups. I've done R&B. I've done rap. So I don't really know how much more I can do. <laughs> but um, I'm sure my flute will have something to do yes, with that. Yes, I was just about to ask. Yeah. I play <laughs> flute on Coconut Oil, the song. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of Sasha Flute. Like, she just really, she shines. She, she got to shine. Well, it feels like uh, it feels sonically and content-wise like like a little bit of a like personal homecoming. Would you agree with like totally? Coconut oil is the epitome of self-care, which is like I think um, a notion that like people are a notion that people are just kind of discovering. They're like, wait a second guys in this in this age of like uh real-time instant gratification and this age of like you know you're constantly on your cell phone and constantly traveling you have to take care of yourself and yeah. i think we've all forgotten how to do that because we're just going 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 i did too and so coconut oil is like literally every morning i, I i'm moisturizing myself and that's my self-care and coconut oil embodies that uh, journey so yeah self-care is like the final the next frontier i won't say the final because there's always more oh my god <laughs> well we hope there's lots more from yeah. you lizzo thank you so much thank you this was great oh uh, yay yeah, yeah i thought i needed to run and find somebody to love but all i needed was some coconut oil don't worry about the small things i know i can do all things mama always told me it would be all right i thought i needed and this is Coconut Oil from Lizzo's 2016 EP of the same name, a song about self-care, something we can all take a moment to remember is important, especially in the midst of a summer such as we find ourselves in now. Now, I love this EP, but Lizzo has been making more music. She's come out with some very cool singles since the release of this EP, and you can find links to those on the show notes page for this episode at KUTX.org because listening to Lizzo... It's actually a great tool to add to your self-care regimen. You can also find a video there of Lizzo doing a pop-up session of her song Good As Hell backstage at Austin City Limits Music Festival, which you should watch because it will make you feel good as hell. And you can check out her tour dates there as well, because seeing Lizzo live is like the best. And as always, you can find a Spotify playlist on the show notes page where you can hear all the songs we referenced in this episode all the way through. And there are like a lot of songs in this episode. It's a really good playlist. And that's it. You have come to the end of another episode of this song. This song is a production of 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced by David Sanger, Art Levy, and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. And thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And yes, it's true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. Right on. Thanks for listening. <laughs>